Welcome to The Good Goddess Show, a weekly podcast for women who are fed up, are feeling bloated and tired. I'm your host, Kezi Hall, holistic nutritionist and all-around health geek. Let's dive into the show. Welcome to today's episode. This week on the podcast is session two of a consultation with Jess. So if you haven't listened to session one, I've put that in the show notes, do go and listen to that. And we are talking about coffee. We're talking about running experiments on your body. Um, We discuss ordering some more hormone tests. We go through supplements. We review those, dietary shifts, all of the good stuff. We talk about shifting from dieting mentality, all the things. So this is session two. So if you don't know, I am doing a little series. Oh, well, I've started um, with Jess, who is coming to me. And it's kind of like we are just basically recording Uh, what would be similar to a client session. And we're just going to follow Jess through this whole journey. Um, She is also my sister. So it's also (laughs) pretty good bants, as it were. Um, And it just gives you a glimpse. It's not exactly the same as as how I would work with clients, because obviously she's my sister. So I've known her for 34 years. And I already have insights into her life and health and those kind of things. But I'm basically running it in a similar way, having sessions, running labs, creating changes so that you can really see. So as a bit of a background, if you haven't listened to the first episode, which is an intro to Jess, she has long-term anemia, is um, has hypothyroidism and has had um, is on thyroxin for that, has, is, and is really, um, the thing she really wants to work on is her energy when she's struggling with fatigue and her cycle, her periods, which have suddenly in the last couple of years gone crazy. Um, and she's always been like every 28 days on the button, no issues. And then the last couple of years they've gone a little bit mental. So that is what we are looking and working on with her. So this is session two. So we're still at the start. I'm still gathering some data. But what we do in this is review her food diary. We chat about further testing. We go into all the stuff, give her some clear actions um, to take. And today actually, because because energy is her, one of her main goals, today we're actually looking at some quick wins when it comes to, and this is something I do with clients a lot is um, how uh, you know, if you're coming to me and you're tired, you need to have more energy so that you have more capacity to really get to the root of why you're tired, if that makes sense. So I always do this with clients. You want to give them almost like some fi- like quick wins or do some firefighting, get them some quick energy. I'm, in my strategic brain, when I'm working with a client, I'm thinking, okay, I want your energy to go up by like 20, 25% in the next four or five weeks so that you have more capacity for us to really dive in, do some of that deep work that um, I always do with my clients, which is partly why they see amazing results. So this is a good episode. I hope you are doing well. I'm recording this on a Monday in January. And um, yeah, it's so far, it's been it's been a January. Last week was a tough week, and um, but I had a fun weekend. Of, we're still trying to figure out. So if you're new to the podcast, hi, I'm so glad you're here. I um, had twin girls nearly a year ago that they turn one in February and I have a toddler and um, I'm still trying to figure out how to like do adventures, you know, and like the things are important to you. So for context, me and my partner love going up hills. We love adventure. We love being outside. I do a lot of wild swimming and cold water plunges. Like outside time is my happy place, but trying to do that with three kids under three who need bottles and nappies and, and, and literally now because we have twins, like we can carry a child each, if that makes sense. But then we have a toddler who's obviously can walk, but 
you know, I basically want to climb up a mountain at the weekend. So there was no way I was going to be able to carry, or my husband was going to be able to carry our three-year-old toddler and one of the babies and all our stuff because, you know, babies come with tons of stuff. Anyway, this is all very boring. All this to say, I'm still trying to figure out how to do adventures, but we had, we had a kind of family friendly adventure at the weekend, which was such a win. We decided originally I was going to try and go up this really small hill. It's not like a mountain, just a small hill. Uh, and I was going to try and drag my three-year-old up. And then I thought this is going to end up in so much whining. So in the end, we both just took turns to run up this hill whilst the other one like just hung out by the lock with the kids. Actually worked quite well. I was quite pleased with myself. I managed to run up a hill. I say run. It was like a sprightly walk, let's be honest. Um, and then a plunge in the lock. So win. And no one screamed all that much. So I've just realized I need to get this year, I need to get insanely fit so I can now run up mountains because that's more efficient. You know, we can both do that quicker and take turns without having to drag the kids up. Anyway, this is this is not what I came on the podcast to share with you, but there's a little insight. I think when you're a parent, I think when I was younger, I just kind of thought when you became a parent, you just like knew how to be a parent. Was this last year, especially one of my affirmations is that I'm learning how to parent and love my three kids. Because in my head, I had this expectation that I should just know how to equally love them and spend time with them and quality time and meet their needs and build that attachment and connection was the reality is I don't really and I'm constantly learning and as they change and grow I'm constantly learning so no side parenting tangent so that was fun and today as we speak I uh, in the office in the office in the garden I am getting a um office built which is very exciting uh so in the next month or so uh, I'm building like a shed office you know it's probably all the rage since old lockdowns and everyone working from home. So I am incredibly excited about this. I will put pictures on Instagram. Um, so I'm getting a whole, so I'll, I'll have a space with no toys, no nappies, no wipes, no baby cream, nothing. It'll just be for work and for myself, which I am insanely excited about. So that is happening. Otherwise, um, other wins that have been happening here is just, just working with clients, you know, I talked about last week how I was going slow in January. So I've just been um, continuing to work with clients, been wrapping up a couple of programs with a few of them. And it's just been amazing to see some of their progress. One client we're wrapping up with, her main focus was on her energy. And she's just feeling like totally um, just her energy and people in her family are actually commenting on how um, more in it, much more energized, how much more capacity she has, like as opposed to constantly having like crash days, as it were, you know, it's like, go, 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 crash, can't do anything. Like that hasn't happened for months with her, which is so good. I had another client who came to me and we're still at the beginning of their program with a lot of pain. They were in a lot of pain at night. It was affecting their sleep. It was really uncomfortable. And even just like we're probably four weeks in, we made a couple of tweaks. We're still waiting on some lab data, but they would say their pain levels have already reduced by 50%. So at the night, what was happening with them is as the day would go on, they'd feel uncomfortable in their stomach, but not too bad. And as the day would go on, go into evening, it would be incredibly painful in their stomach. They wouldn't be able to sleep. They'd get to sleep. They'd wake up with spasms and cramps, you know, they'd get to sleep, wake up. So it was really affecting everything. They'd obviously gone to their GP. They'd run, they'd, you know, gone through all the checks and, um, had a colonoscopy, you know, all of these things and everything came out quote unquote normal, but they were like 
And this had been happening for like over 10 years, maybe 20 years. I was just getting worse and worse and worse. And they were just sick of it. And just a couple of tweaks within about four weeks, their pain levels has gone down by 50%. And like, I haven't even got their poo test yet back. <laughs> you know, this is just a couple of things, a couple of tweaks. And they're feeling so much better, which is amazing. So they're really chuffed with that. And I'm like, oh, you know, I know you are enjoying the 30%, but like there's way more other, <laughs> there's way more good stuff to come. <laughs> that can sometimes happen with clients. They're like, I feel so much better already. I'm like, oh, great. But, you know, we're going to get you feeling way better, not just a little bit better. Like people are so relieved often, especially when it's pain. And I'm actually just wrapping up or towards the end of a program, which we might extend with this client because we've just ran some other lab tests who again came to me with pain in a different, still in the stomach, abdominal area. Again, been through all the usual channels, had everything checked, nothing sinister, no disease going on, nothing to be concerned about, apart from the fact she was in pain like all the time. And that's like massively reduced. She can't believe it. She was like, yeah, this just isn't really much of a problem. Or when it does flare up, she knows exactly what to do with it. And it really it dissipates quickly, which is awesome. Also been working with another client, um, abroad, an international client, which I do, by the way, if you listen in America or Canada, um, I have had lots of clients from Canada and America. FYI, we can still run labs. A lot of the labs that I run also have like labs in America and you can use that for Canada as well. So FYI, I know a lot of people on the podcast listen from America and Canada. So do book your chat, keziahall.com forward slash book. We often can figure out time zones, all of that kind of stuff. It works out really well. I've worked with tons of people, to be honest, all across the globe. So it really works. It's a joy of telemedicine. Um, so anyway, so her main thing was reflux. She'd worked with kind of naturopaths and things before and done some good work, but like she just couldn't, this reflux was just happening all the time. And she's seen a massive reduction in that, which is awesome. Um, and we, again, we've still got some work to do. We just did an organic acids test with her that came up with a couple of things, which was really interesting. We've run stool tests with her. So we kind of have a really good idea of what's going on. Um, for her, actually, we discovered that she, she was actually being kind of poisoned by her water supply. Uh, her water company came back saying basically there was like, because she had tons of crazy parasites in her um, in her stool test, which I was like, where are these coming from? Because it's not like she regularly traveled with work. Like most people in the world haven't been traveling to exotic locations for the last several years. And she didn't even before then. Um, but tons of like random parasites going on, which now it turns out there was poo, basically too much poo in their water supply, which was happening. <laughs> so bless her. I'm like, oh, Jesus, we've obviously got onto a different water supply. <laughs> Bless her. Honestly, it's these things, like little things that you just don't think of. Also, there's probably potentially been some um, mold exposure going on. The organic acids test revealed that. So, um, yeah, all of these things. I just love helping people. I'm not, and honestly, when when you can explain to people or fill in the picture, you know, I'm not I'm not arrogant enough to be like I can tell you exactly every single thing that's happening. No, but even if you just think about your health in the really holistic, broad sense of your life, your or your life, like I I love helping people put those pieces, those jigsaw pieces together, and we do that through the program that I that I do that I the program I have with clients where I work with them over about four months, but also the lab data. I really love the blend of this really holistic, intuitive, complement, uh, complementary, yes, complementary approach, as well as with using functional medicine, which is how I trained us within that functional medicine dynamic. 
as well as just looking at really like quantitative data, looking at markers, biomarkers, inflammatory markers, you know, all of these things all comes together. It's that quantitative and qualitative data really gives you a wonderful picture so that then you can really have a powerful and personalized approach. And often I do see, and this was the case for me, this is the case with all the people that I'm generally 90% of the my clients come to me having tried lots of good generic things. It's very rare that someone's tried something totally like, no, that was awful, but it's just like generically good. And it do- they just don't get the progress that they want. They don't see the results. It's just like, yeah, this diet thing, but it never really addresses problems. So that is always the power of having a personalized approach. It just means you see results quicker. You really hit the nail on the head. And I often like at the moment, I've got a couple of clients whose goals are the same. So the goals are, um, you know, around energy and around, um, I've got a couple of clients right now. Yeah, their goals are energy and around body composition, actually. But the program, so you could kind of be like, oh, well, that's really like just I could save time, you know, from my work and just give them both the same program because it's just they want the same thing, more energy and fat loss, essentially. But no, their programs are really different. One, we're dealing with um, stress and the nervous system and autoimmunity and supporting the gut. The other one, we're actually looking more at the neurotransmitters, their dopamine production. We're looking at their energy production, ATP, how they metabolize fat, their digestion, their fat digestion. Both with the same goals, but the approach is not the same. I am like, it. I, it's, I'm not just going to copy and paste what client A is to client B is because their goal is the same. It's really different. And the reason for that is, is because they're, look, they're different. They have different DNA, different um, histories, different stuff going on in their body. And it's so important to, if you really want to see results this year, that you, you have to factor that in. And yeah, as you can tell, I'm really passionate about it. So anyway, all that saying, I've been loving working with my clients and just helping them to f- feel better, <laughs> essentially the end of the day yeah I talk to my clients about poop about their periods about their hormones but at the end of the day we're just trying to get them to feel good every day consistently so if you are interested in working with me I'm fully booked with clients right now but I'm pretty sure I well I know I have one probably two spaces to start with new clients and um, mid-February um so if you are interested in working with me I work with a small handful of clients again like it like you can probably tell this is deep stuff that I do um I would love to chat with you. If you book your Zoom call, it's just an informal chat. I'll tell you more information. You can ask questions and it's just to find out if it's going to work for you. Um, I We could start working together in February, which would be awesome. So if you want to know what kind of lab tests I would run, how it would work, what progress we could see, then head to keziahall.com forward slash book. Book in your Zoom call. We'll chat for just 20 minutes, half an hour, and then you can decide if it's a good fit. There's no pressure from me. I'm never going to hear, I'm not here to like, hard sell anybody. I really believe that the right people come to me at the right time. Um, I don't work with tons and tons of people. I really love giving that in-depth, deep dive, personalized approach. So do find out more. Go to keziahall.com forward slash zoom. No, sorry, that's a lie. keziahall.com forward slash book to book in your zoom chat with me. Okay. I'd love to chat with you. I've got two spaces, one, maybe two. Some of my clients might extend. So that's why it's a bit foggy. I'm starting in February, mid to end February. I'd love to work with you. Like if we start in February, so what's that? February, March, April, May, June, but like May, June, honestly, you could feel in such a different place with your health. 
Like it could honest, I know it sounds cheesy, but it could honestly feel transformed. And I would love to help you with that. If this feels like the right thing, I know it's scary to invest in your health. I know it's scary to invest your hope when you've maybe put your hope in like this diet, this intermittent fasting, this supplement, and it's felt like it's failed. I know that risking disappointment is scary, but I'm not going to work with you if I don't think I can help. I'm not going to waste your time if I don't know how to help you. I only work with people where I'm super confident that you are going to get like a tenfold return of your time, energy, money investment. Honestly, um, that's just how I roll. So anyway, keziahall.com forward slash book. Otherwise, let's dive into today's show. Quick thing, I forgot to turn my microphone on until like 10 minutes into the conversation. So the sound quality from me isn't great to begin with. And it's a, a recorded Zoom call. So the sound quality isn't amazing as it normally would be. But I think the content is really still really useful. So enjoy this episode as we dive into session two with Jess. So um, we are going to dive in. This is kind of session two that I have done with Jess. If you haven't listened to session one, you'll find that in the show notes. Go and listen to that. And this session really is, from my perspective, I'm going to ask, we're kind of reviewing some of the actions talked about last time, still a little bit of data gathering. And in terms of what we want to focus on, Jess, I want to chat to you a little bit about your sleep. I want to review some of the actions we talked about last time. You sent me your food diary. So we're going to have a look at that and look at kind of some tweaks and um, think about some shifts that could happen there. Um, And also chat a little bit about potential testing options for you um, in terms of finding out a little bit more data. So that is the plan. Oh, it's a good plan. Stan, <laughs> whatever that phrase is. Um, so when yeah. we spoke, we chatted, well, well, to be fair, when we last spoke, it was really about gathering data, finding out about your symptoms. So to recap everyone, yeah. Jeff, your main, and correct me if these have changed, but your main things you want to focus on is your energy and like your hormones and cycle. Is that still? Yeah, massively, yeah. Yeah, Okay. So since we last spoke, it's been probably a bit longer than I had planned, but it was Christmas and... There was Christmas. Just ignore December because that's just all Christmas. I know. I can't actually remember when the last one was. And then our nanny went off sick and then Christmas. Basically, <laughs> so like... 22. Basically, dear listeners, Kez has been dealing with three under threes. They've been ill for the last three months. Forever. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, very much childcare. So anyway... We are, we are, <laughs> we're back, um, kind of. Although actually, Merlin is sick today. He's got a little temperature, bless him. He's no. like, just sat watching cars, but like properly ill. You know, when you're like, kids are like, yeah. Like, and he's like, but he's like, actually got a temperature and actually ill. I'm like, when will this end? <laughs> anyway. I'm sorry, it's the age. It's the just, lick all the things age that all your kids are in. <laughs> no, it is. They do just lick a lot of things. They're all the things. Each other, boxes. Anyway, this is not going to be useful to any of us. Yes, not a parenting podcast. Move on. What does Kezia, the nutritionist children eat? The floor, paper, Lego sometimes. Literally got Lego out of... I told you about the time Bo ate a whole crayon, didn't I? Yeah, crayons. Yeah, seen Rainbow eating crayons. Delightful. (sighs) Anyway, okay, so your goals are still the same. Energy, hormones, um... Right. So last time we spoke, some of the actions I sent you away with was the food diary, which you sent to me. Brilliant. So we'll go through that. Um, We talked a bit about adding in more protein with your lunch. I know Mm -hmm. we've had Christmas and various things, but how has that been going? That's good. I need to be intentional when I do my shopping list. 
So I've had a couple of weeks where I forgot when I wrote the shopping list and that has not been helpful. But I've been, that is definitely becoming more of a habit. And what I've noticed is I'm aware of it. So when I've had a lunch and there's not a lot of protein in it, I've been like, ah, tomorrow, like I need more protein in that. So one of my go-to lunches in the winter is either actually one of those weirdos that really love soup. Yeah. Like particularly when you're working from home and it's cold and we live in Scotland, I love soup. So putting more lentils in that sort of thing, but then also serving it with, um, I had a blast from our childhood past the other day because I had it with, uh, had my soup and then I had one slice of gluten-free bread piled high with sardines. Sardines? Uh, Jess, you hate fish. That is miraculous. Just so you know, I'm Jess's sister. She really hates fish. Like she hates (laughs) fish. I hop on about fish. I feed my children sardines, mackerel, just hates fish so this is like break how did you not send me a picture oh, of this this is i mean it was sardines in tomato sauce i'll be honest no, i mean to be fair that's the only way i would have them on toast sardines yeah. and tomato sauce. listener you get a tin of sardines mush yeah. it with some decent quality ketchup yeah put it on some toast or even like crackers put it under the grill awesome yeah it is it was amazing yeah. i was very proud of myself yeah. i did have to open the tin close my eyes yeah yeah if anybody's a bit squeamish about fish, this is how I recommend you do it. Okay. Open the tin with your eyes open, listener. Don't open tins with eyes closed. Then tip it into a bowl. And then, but when you tip it into a bowl, close your eyes and then mush it up with your eyes closed. That is, that's my top tip. Yeah, it's a bit, the mushing is a bit gross. Because really, also, to be specific, listeners, you want sardines with the bones because you get more calcium, especially if you're dairy-free yeah. or I was going to say, if you're vegan, if you're vegan, you're not eating sardines. But especially if you're like, don't eat dairy, then sardines with the bones, that's where you get, it's such a good source of calcium, really is, as well as your omega-3s and proteins and all these nice anti-inflammatory things. Plus they're really cheap. Sardines are cheap as chips. They're a really small fish. So it also means they're really low in heavy metals and other toxins like bigger fish, like um like tuna. Uh, tuna would be full of mercury because it's such a huge fish sardines are so nice and small that the, the lower of the food chain therefore less toxins anyway and they're really cheap if you can stomach it sardines if you have to cover them in ketchup i'm fine with that like yeah, yeah that's why we love you balance yeah just i mean i have ketchup in the cupboard you just do it like organic try and get less sugar in there and yes in an ideal world you would maybe make our own ketchup but I'll probably get to that in about 10 years time once my children start mm-hmm. sleeping better um okay so sardines you've been just aware it sounds like you've been aware of having more protein with lunch yeah and you have probably have been increasing it sounds like so yeah just aware of yeah. like I need to have protein with lunch what is that yeah and um, yeah and so getting a couple of go-to things which is you know it's all habits, isn't it? It takes a while to build a habit. But I have noticed when I've been doing that, that my afternoons are more productive and I've got, you know, there's less of a slump. And also you reach for the biscuits less. Yes, you do. Yeah. You're just a bit more whole. But, you know, so that's been good. Or less tempted to have like a danger caffeine beverage in the afternoon. Yes. Yeah. How have you been getting on with caffeine? Because I know we talked about reducing your coffee, which, and you do love coffee. Um, <laughs> so I, do you know, I think I have been better. So step one, oh, I've yeah. been making less. Nice. Yes, yeah, just which making. A, does like, work. Because you do filter coffee, so you make a big jug of filter coffee. Yeah, we've got the Ferrari of filter coffee machines. Really good. Um, and um, yeah, so make less and 
what I found is I'm probably down to like on average a cup and a half. I was doing like two to three. So it is a win. My goal was to get down to one, but yeah, that's amazing progress. One and a half. Some days have two, but it don't habitually have two. Yes, it's not like uh, yeah, yeah. Some days you have two, some days you have one. So it probably yeah. does average out. It's one and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be yeah. honest. So brilliant. That's good. And you've been taking your vitamin C still, because I think we talked about that. Yes. So you're taking what, like two, you're taking two a day. Yeah, it, at the moment, just because of Christmas, I've got a habit. It's probably about one to two a day. Usually, definitely one. Um, yeah. Okay, great, perfect. Um, and we chatted a little bit about sleep and blue light, didn't we? As a bit of a side. Oh, yeah. And you said you got blue light glasses before we started. I did. Oh, I had a very nerdy Black Friday purchase. Nice. Of some blue light glasses. Well done. Uh, and honestly, it's like night and day uh, yeah. to, avoid, to, to, you know, I know there's a pun in there. Um, uh, yeah, I just got the puff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to explain it. Um, but it's, it is, it's like night and day. I felt like such a weirdo buying them. But yeah, over the Christmas, they got shoved somewhere and I couldn't find them. Yeah. So I was getting really good at wearing them. And then at Christmas, with all the decorations, blah, 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 I couldn't find them. And then I found them in the new year where we packed all the decks away. And I'm like, oh, sleep so much better. I just get to sleep quicker. Mm-hmm. Like it literally halves the amount of time it takes me to get to sleep, Good. which is amazing. Yeah. Um, and my husband really likes being glasses. He's like, woo, woo, get you. So, you know, that's an added yeah. bonus. Yes, because orgasms are really good for your health. Yeah, general. there you go. So he's like, keep the glasses on, babes. Yeah, good for good for immunity, sleep, <laughs> depth of sleep, quality of sleep, just all the things. All, all things. the things. So yeah. yeah. Added side effect there. That is an added side effect. Mm. Um brilliant. Well, again, it's just science. So FYI, everyone listening, blue light, so the light that comes through any screen, TV, video, uh, video, TV, phone, Kindle, laptop, cinema, even your bulbs, your, your household bulbs, LED lights, spotlights. All of that is blue light. Blue light goes into your brain via your eyeballs and actually your skin. Research shows, weirdly enough, as well. Really? Yeah, yeah. So that's why having a pitch black room is really helpful when you sleep. A lot of the time people will be like, oh, well, I'll wear an eye mask so that, you know, you're stopping stuff yeah. your eyes. But also there was a research that showed, I can't remember all the details. Anyway, that even, I think the study was someone was sleeping and a tiny blue light was directed on a patch of skin. This is that not happening and even a little bit of skin being uh, blue light being exposed to your skin not necessarily your eyeballs still de- uh, reduced the quality of sleep i'm pretty sure i'm not butchering that i'm pretty sure that was the wow. so so because melatonin if you have lots of blue light going into your eyeballs you tell your brain basically you, you block your melatonin production without the good melatonin production which is why you fall asleep quicker is it'll be because actively your melatonin production is better it, like so if, if, if it takes you like 20 30 45 minutes to fall asleep that's not a good sign for your melatonin and we think of melatonin primarily for sleep but it's also like really um lots of research around it even with things like covid and as an antiviral thing longevity aging antioxidant brain health melatonin is awesome it's a not just a sleep thing you want good amounts of melatonin so well done and anyway Buy some blue light glasses. I'll put some links in the show. Yeah, mine were like six quid. Seven, like they were really 
compared to like a bottle of good quality vitamin C, it was cheapest chips. Yeah, I recommend just getting really cheap ones. I started off with cheapest chip ones, and then now I have slightly fancier ones, but that's only because I know mm. I feel like they really work. If like I, uh, so, but you don't need to start off. Just get something and see the difference. Uh, especially if you are in front of screens in the evening, which most of us are. And a Kindle counts as a screen, FYI. Okay, so, well, well done. I think that's pretty good considering all of the stuff that's been happening. I wanted to ask you while we're on this topic of sleep. Mm. Yes, we did cover it in the last session. I just want to check out the notes. So you don't wake up generally in the night, but the, your main problem with sleep is that it takes you ages to get to sleep. Yeah, uh, ages mean like well over an hour sometimes. So ages. Would you say you're a light sleeper? Deep uh, sleeper? Oh, I don't really know. It's fine if you don't know. I, I would generally say I'm a light sleeper because I tend to wake up first for the kids. But I don't know whether that's just because I'm a woman. Mm, yeah, I was going to say that could just be mother. I have, more recently, I have been like sleeping through Andy's alarm like my other half's alarm um yeah. I never sleep through my own but I think that's because I'm more you're more in yeah. tune with it. yeah you're more in tune with it okay yeah so yeah I don't know, don't know. Oh. the answer to that one ah. fair enough <laughs> um okay so let's talk a little bit about let's talk about testing actually first because um mm. last time we went through your thyroid panel so just a quick recap was the main findings of that. You have to listen to the previous episode. We'll go through more depth was basically low B12. Your iron was within range because FYI, Jess has a history of anemia since, I don't know, I can remember constantly, constantly anemic. So it makes sense that your B12 is also low because FYI, they work together. Your thyroid, we know you have hypothyroidism, but there was also thyroid antibodies. So then we know there's that autoimmune component going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but your vitamin D was, okay. So there was a couple right. of things, but those are the main main findings. So in terms of testing, I think it would be really helpful to know what is happening with your cycle because your cycle is weird. Yes, that is the medical term. <laughs> yes, the medical term. Now, I always get slight, in the night. This is always the slight conundrum I always have as a holistic nutritionist because, oh, hold on. That's exciting. That is exciting. Sorry, I have a MacBook and so I haven't figured out how one. Oh, do not disturb. There we go. Sorry. Just my friend. Hi, Georgia. Sorry, I can answer the phone. Um, and what was I saying? Testing. Oh, yes. So in an ideal world, I always like to run a gut test with people. I know your gut is not your primary mm. problem but because we know there's autoimmunity happening. Um, mm. Your immune system, like your gut or your digestive system is like your primary home of your immune system or like a good 70 to 80%, I think of it. So gut would always be really helpful to do just to know what's happening there. But your primary symptoms are more energy and cycle hormone related. In terms of the things that have been really out of whack for you, it's primarily those things. So in an ideal world, we'd run both. But both of those can be expensive to run, especially Mm. gut test. Those are like 300 pounds to run. And a hormone test 
starts is between 190 or 225 because there's different types of tests you can get yeah. so I think I always have this slight conundrum when I'm with clients because ideally you'd really run both but sometimes you feel that's not mm. always possible obviously for people to always do two of those so I think I think probably the first thing ideally we'd run both but otherwise I'd start with hormones for you and then yeah. if your hormones don't get better in the way that yeah. they get better, then it's probably your gut. I do generally find that not all the time, but for a lot of the time with clients, like I've got, um, I've had clients where I'm sure, you know, their hormone tests will come back a mess. <laughs> Again, yeah. Like yeah. totally wonky. And then actually the hormone panel kind of comes back eh, fine, but actually their gut is a mess, even though they don't have your typical symptoms of like bloating and constipated and reflux or ass, like they don't have, digestive symptoms as their main thing yeah. but also vice versa like literally another client I have right now where I was so sure her gut would be a mess because that was where some of her primary symptoms were gut was actually kind of fine and we've just and so I was a bit confused so we just then ran a hormone panel and then it's actually her hormones that are a total shit show so um wow. I'm sure she appreciate me describing it that way <laughs> Uh, but you know you are succinct and to the point um and they're not again so i think not forever whoever you are it's not forever she's already made loads of progress so it's fine Um, uh, so i think hormone panel for you i run dutch panels with clients there's two different ones you can do one slightly cheaper one's more expensive the cheaper one's still really good so by cheap i don't mean it's crap um is it's looking at a snapshot of your cycle um so uh you do I think you take different samples it's urine sample so we you would do that on like between day 19 and day 21 anyway it's a couple like a couple of days within your cycle obviously you can adjust it depending on the length of your cycle if that makes sense or you can do a cycle mapping test it's slightly more expensive but not too much more expensive but it's a big administrative faff to complete because you take basically samples throughout your cycle so that we can find out what like what's happening within your cycle okay that's really helpful to do from like say a fertility perspective or from your perspective when your cycle you know most of your life has been regular regular like on the clock and then all of a sudden it's like all over the place um so you could probably decide which one it might just both would be useful i think cycle mapping the cycle that's the way you map your whole cycle Mm -hmm. help us know what's happening where like if you're light like you know when you, you said last time you start your period it's really light is that really yeah. weird is that spotting is that like yeah thing there um but the other one would also be really useful to know and what we'll get from that is what your cortisol levels are doing what your androgen hormones which is your dhea and testosterone what they're doing which okay. high because you don't generally have a lot of androgen symptoms which are like facial hair and skipped periods and those kind of things um, no, I think there'd be a party if I actually skipped a period. That would be... Yeah. I suspect it's great. probably more your oestrogen, yeah. maybe your progesterone, um, and your cortisol probably is high. Also checks in with things like vitamin B6 and B12 and melatonin and blah, 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 other things. Okay. Have a think about that. Yeah. I think that if you can have the finances to do it, that would be really useful. Because I can guess, based on your symptoms, what I think is happening with your hormones. And often I'm right, but not always. It's it's just really useful to, and sometimes I'm wrong, where I'm like, I totally thought they were low in project. Like this results I had back, 
I totally, I knew she was low in progesterone and she was, but then she was also super low in estrogen, which I was like, oh, I didn't, didn't see that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And a couple of other, anyway, so you just never know. So that would okay. be, and in an ideal world, we'd run that and we'd run your gut test as well. But I suspect we'll probably, we can also just do one and then. I th- it's I nice to eat as well as run tests. That's the issue with life, isn't it, at the moment? Yeah. It's good to be able to, you know, clothe yourself. Yeah, exactly. So um, that is testing. Um, let me know what you want to do and I could order that this week. Um, and I can always send you more information. Or if you don't want to, that's also fine. We can totally go proceed without that. It just, it means we jump through. Uh, it means you can be more accurate. We can be. Yeah. No, I think I definitely want to do one of those tests. Um, definitely. So, okay, great. Um, Let's get that sorted. And then because, so listeners, when I'm working with clients that have low energy, which FYI is most of my clients, then we're always looking to do some quick wins at the start because the problem with energy is you kind of need energy to create change and you need energy mm-hmm. to change, make changes to your diet, to do these P tests, to like have have the motivation to mm-hmm. reduce caffeine or coffee. Like you need energy in order to create change. So a lot of what I do when energy is part of the parcel with clients is you've got to do some like quick fixes with people so that there's a little bit more energy. So you see an improvement energy so that you can then actually have a bit more capacity to deal with the why of that low energy. So for you, I think a quick win would be, we know from your test results from last time that your B12 is really low. So I think the big question we need to look at is why is your B12 low? Yeah. Like, cause you eat red meat. Yeah. You, don't, you don't eat a necessarily a low B12 diet. Say if you were being a vegan, then I'd be mm. like, Oh yeah, obvs. like most vegans will be low in B12 unless they're carefully supplementing. Um, so we, the bigger thing we need to look at is why is that? But in the immediate quick fix, it would just be great if you had a bit more energy. Also, if we up your B12, that should hopefully help with your iron absorption. And again, iron is really going to help with your energy. So I think starting on some um, B, sorry, I'm just deciding if I want you to take just B12 or a B complex. Oh, she's got a thinking face on. Ding, mm. ding, 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 Yeah, I think I want you to take a B complex because we have similar genetics. Your period is wonky. I'm guessing your B6 is also probably terrible, which is your, this Dutch test will tell us more of that. And that plays a huge role in estrogen metabolism and hormonal health. You also might be MTHFR like me. So you might also need just more. Yeah. I mean, we can make some assumptions, can't we? Because we're sisters, which is also super helpful. Similar genetics. Oh yes. Cause your folate didn't get tested in the Thriver test. That's annoying. I wonder if we yeah. can, that would be interesting to know. Cause if your folate is low, everything feels hard. Like recently I felt like I was having a mild nervous breakdown in December, partly due to lack of sleep and all the other things. But I also realized I was like, oh, I've not been taking folate. As soon as I started taking some folate after like a week, I was like, oh yeah, my brain just feels like more resilient. Oh, that's interesting actually, because I've been struggling the last two weeks. Some of it's probably because I had a little bit of week over Christmas and that interfered with your thyroid. But really struggling the last couple of weeks with like words like my words like mm. finding the right word 
or saying the wrong yeah. word in a sentence has oh, become, yeah. which is usually um, a sign of hyperthyroidism or a sign that I've forgotten to take my thyrox in or blah, 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 something like that. Um, but I have been taking it and I still keep saying the wrong cranberry in sentences. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so that could well be folate. Or mm. the, I mean, a lot of your B, so you have B vitamins as different ones and they all do slightly different functions. We know you're low in B12. Your folate didn't come out, which is slightly annoying, um, but you might be low in that. B12 you normally get from meat. Folate you get from green vegetables. But as you know, Jess, I tend to eat quite a lot of green leafy vegetables, but my folate is consistently rubbish. Mm. Why I consistently supplement with it. And that's partly to do with, a genetic mutation called MTHFR. That's a whole rabbit hole that I won't explain. But listeners, you could Google it if you want, but there's a bit of a rabbit hole. Um, so um, I think a bee complex. It will make your pee look luminous, FYI. Oh, uh, well, the kids are going to love that. Can we like my party, pit, party trip? Luminous pee. Uh, so I'll send that over to you. Uh, I think that would be a good quick fix. And you currently take, what, two iron a day. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd keep going with that. With iron, you can play when because you know you're anemic, like mm-hmm. not like a it's not that's clear. You mm-hmm. can always play around with dosages of that too. Because with iron, it's quite a quick win, if that makes sense. If you're low yeah. and you really feel it, as you know, and then you start taking it, and you're like, Oh, I do feel way better. So you yeah, can yeah. play around with that um supplemental dosage a little bit if you're like, maybe do I feel better with three? No, not really. You could, do need to be careful with iron. Too much iron is a massive problem for a lot of people because if you think about iron in the real world and you, like say you have an iron, I don't know, rod in your garden, think about how it would oxidize, therefore rust. Like so, and within the body, we have tons of oxygen, therefore so much potential for oxidative damage. And so iron can be, too much iron can basically cause a lot of, let's just, rust metaphorical rust in the body if we want to think about it that way yeah yeah because there's so much oxygen so many chemical reactions based on oxygen happening that you so again this is why with supplements don't just fanny around and shove oh iron's good for you i'll take loads no if you're listening to this and you're tired don't just go out and buy iron unless you know you're low in iron because there could be a million reasons why you are tired it, yeah, I went to the actual GP and he did an actual blood test. Well, you've had terrible iron since like you were like... He prescribed me a very high dose. Yeah. But he prescribed me a high dose of what we would lovingly refer to as the crap version of iron. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So but, I, I... Well, it's cheap. I, it's, it's NHS. Cheap. They don't have loads of money. It's the cheap no. form. So if you and can... If, and I had a bit of money squirreled away, so I decided to invest that in a slightly better quality iron. Yeah, it's more bio. Because I know it's a problem. I know it's a problem. And they confirmed it was a problem again. So I was like, oh, great. Constantly confirm it's a problem. And again, we need to look at why that is. That's probably a lot to do yeah. with your stomach acid and what's going on with your actual digestion. So yeah. um, so B12 complex, start okay. with doing that. Sorry, I'm just thinking. So I've gone silent. Um, 
I also think it might be useful to kind of run it as a, well, actually do two things. Number one, one action is, this is really rudimentary, but it's a helpful little home test you can do to see how your stomach acid is. It's mm. called the bicarb test. On an empty stomach in the morning, get a little bit of water, put some bicarb in it, swallow it, not like, like a teaspoon of bicarb, swallow it, and you should burp within about 10 minutes. Okay. The air quotes science being bicarb, alkali substance your stomach should be an acidic place acidity ph i think it's like 1.3 aka mm-hmm. highly acidic your stomach mm-hmm. if you mix those two things a really alkali substance meeting a really acidic stomach uh, sorry acidic oh yeah acidic stomach you should get a mild chemical reaction aka burping <laughs> so again this is not like diagnostic tool but it can be a really helpful rudimentary home thing that you can do just so we can start to get a a bit of an idea of how acidic is your stomach if your stomach is not acidic enough you'll be struggling to digest proteins which has a massive knock-on effect of a billion things like even your melatonin production is affected by your ability to digest protein also by your ability to eat enough protein but that's a whole other thing i think you probably eat enough protein but that can be a problem with say vegans for example and some vegetarians but you need to be able to digest the protein and that relies on stomach acid. Also, it's your para, parotial, para, anyway, the cells in your stomach that make your stomach acid, they also play a role in iron absorption and also in B12 absorption. So that's why I think there's probably something funny going on there potentially. So by yeah. contrast, really rudimentary, within 10 minutes of having it, you should have had, a, like imagine you downed a kind of Diet Coke and you have a couple of bips, that kind of vibe. Like there's nothing yeah. for you. And then just track how much you burp or if you burp at all, and then let me know. Um, that would just, and I think probably based on that, we'll probably maybe start you on a digestive enzyme, which is a bit of a mix of stomach acid support, bile support, and digestive enzyme support. So when it comes to digesting food, you do, there's chemical digestion, which has three components to it, putting it simply. Mm-hmm. Digestive enzymes, so that comes from your pancreas, enzyme support, your bile, which comes from your liver, stored in your gallbladder, that's to emulsify fats. If you think about your water, your body primarily being water, water and fat don't get on well, so you have to have bile to emulsify them, like you yeah. blend them together, otherwise you're never going to absorb your uh, fat-soluble vitamins, which is a huge problem. And then you have stomach acid, which is to break down those proteins. If you think about, you've just eaten a chicken breast, it's a big like you need a good amount of acid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you think about it to like, cause you need to break that down into really small molecules that can go through your gut lining, but can move mm. you. So it's anyway, there's a little stomach digestive lesson. So do your bicarb test. Let me know how you get okay. on with that. I imagine I might send you a digestive enzyme. Solgar does a good one. That's not too expensive. And you would probably start with just taking one with the meal. Okay. Um, but let me know. And, but I'm imagining that will probably be the case. Um, okay. So we've got a couple of minutes left. So let's look at your food diary. Yay. Do you have any questions about what I have said so far, Jess? No, although you might get a very entertaining video from me. Oh, have you at some point. Yeah. Early in the morning, which <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. sure you'll enjoy. <laughs> I mean, I've been sent much worse. I've had clients send me pictures of their poop. You love it. Yeah. I mean, she did ask permission, bless her. But I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> you just freaked out the quantity of poo, which to be fair, it was she was having really big poos. So her wow. 
photosynthesis. Okay, food diary. Yes. So how are you feeling? So the food diary sent me is actually from November, but you say it's your general, typical, like non-Christmas eating. Yeah, I'd sort of scrolled it in one of my notebooks. And so I typed it up to send to you. And then the process was sort of like, is would I say this is typical? Um, and I actually wrote down what I ate today. And I was like, yeah, this is pretty typical. So um, I didn't want to do one over like the Christmas break for very obvious reasons. Oh, yeah. No, totally pointless. Um, um yeah okay and so in food in general you so you currently eat basically dairy and gluten-free and you have done whole 30s in the past which if you don't know what whole 30 is listening it's dairy-free grain-free and gluten-free so grain-free means no grains so that includes yeah. no oats rice yeah flour, rice quinoa buckwheat nada yeah. um and obviously sugar-free and legume-free. There we go, legume and lentil-free. Um, did you feel good eating like that? I mean, yes. I felt awesome. After the initial hideousness that is coming off sugar and dairy and yeah. wheat and a wanna, which is not for everyone. No, no. But I generally don't actually recommend Whole30 people. No. People get stuck. I've done it and I don't recommend it. I it suited me because I'm decide to do a thing, do the thing type person. An upholder, if you are, uh, if you're aware of Gretchen Rubin's yeah, four tendencies, yeah. which Jess is an upholder. So, if she said, talking, well, I'll do something, she'll do it. It doesn't, doesn't do need it. accountability. She doesn't need help necessarily. She'll just do it. Um, and kept, we've had conversations, and you were like, oh, dairy, wheat will interfere with your thyroid. And I'm a bit like, right, well, if I've got to stop, I may as well just do it all at once. <laughs> Which is not how everybody's brain works. But for no. me, I'm like, right, if I'm going to have to wean myself off wheat and see how I feel and wean myself off dairy and see how I feel and wean myself off sugar and see how I feel, I'd rather just do it all in a wanna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, and I did, but I did feel amazing. And I was very grumpy afterwards when I tried to reintroduce wheat and it didn't like me back. Was there anything else that when you reintroduced it that you were like, uh... Not maybe as big a reaction to eat, but you didn't feel awesome. Um, thinking about, I'm not sure. Sometimes a maybe like a lentil is potentially the other thing yeah. that would do that. But I've had a fair few recently. It's not had that effect, but then also there's been other things going on. So it's hard to. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to pinpoint. Okay. I am thinking big picture it would be good to probably have a period of time maybe without grains again. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm wondering, because you eat uh, not a lot, but you eat some like gluten-free, yeah. like bread, for example, which is often really high in corn. Yeah. And corn doesn't often tend to love people's thyroid sometimes. It doesn't love me all that much, which also makes me think it might not love you, unfortunately. Um and uh, there's a downside to being related, guys. <laughs> there's a downside. Um so but I'm not necessarily saying we have to do that like tomorrow, but maybe bigger picture, it might be good to maybe even just remove grains again and then reintroduce them strategically yeah. to see some people get on I, better with oats than they do with like quinoa, for example, mm-hmm. or um and potentially the same with legumes, but I know legumes make, uh, like lentils and pulses make 
eating more affordable, if that, if that makes sense. Like yeah. whole 30 is, is more on the expensive side. It's a bit like paleo because it's very meat fish heavy, which yeah. isn't always that sustainable for family life slash well, um, Yeah. And also it means that like from our sort of finance point of view, because I had look at is that actually it means I have to buy a lower quality meat. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. and I don't like being put in that position yeah. <laughs> like where I'm like oh to eat this much I need to eat lower quality so I think you're right I think for now as I've got two nearly two teenage lads I've got food I probably still need to have some just lentils yeah. just just lentils in the spag bulkers otherwise it's just yeah. crazy well and you also you do have your pressure cooker don't you I do, yeah. So if you can be bothered to do this, mm-hmm. then you could, so from your digestive perspective, the, mm-hmm. I, the creme de la creme way of preparing pulses and legumes would be to buy them dried, soak them for 24 to 48 hours in salted water. Um, ideally, let them sprout if they're like things like chickpeas, which are really easy, let, easy. Sorry, chickpeas are easier to sprout. Lentils are a bit more of a fap or the red lentils, sorry, green lentils is easier. Ideally do that, then you'd put them in your pressure cooker. So, and that really helps to um, eliminate some of the more problematic compounds in legumes and lentils that people can react to. They're really high in lectins, they're high in cytic acid, they're high in lots of things that can be quite tricky. But pressure cooking cooking them using something like an instant pot or yours is a, yours a crock pot? What's yours? Yeah, mine's a crock pot. Crock pot, that removes the lectins, which is really awesome. Mm -hmm. The easy way to do slash what I currently do with my hectic family life is I just buy Sainsbury's organic cooked green lentils and then yeah. I cook them in the crock pot again, even though they're already cooked. So oh, okay. Meatballs or bolognese, I put them in the, or you can just like batch cook, get your tins of them and just yeah. That, that would be like taking out several steps. It's not well, you could, way, but it would help you at least remove the lectins. If you wanted to do the full way, what you could do is do it all and then freeze them. Yeah, that's normally, that's what I've done in the past. In the past, mm. I would buy tons of dried land, uh, chickpeas. It's also cheapest, much cheaper to buy dried than to do it. If you've got the freezer space, I'd buy a ton of them. Chickpeas sprout actually really easily. I know that sounds really weird, but the sprouting helps to activate some of the more difficult compounds to digest. Then just do it all in a wanna, cook them, and then freeze them. And then you've got like a couple of months worth of like, you know, just throwing, because often with lentils and with you, with family life, you probably just want to make stuff stretch by throwing in lentils, throwing in chicken. Yep. If you notice there's a specific legume that you do find more problematic, like red lentils, your body doesn't like, do or try to avoid those. But if you're better with like chickpeas, black beans, whatever. Um, and ideally, um, so if when you do eat legumes, ideally if they could have been pressure cooked, if you can... Mm-hmm get the habit of doing that also it will save you money if you do do it from dried but however you can also do the lazy way and just buy them pre-cooked and then just do a quick five minute like a bulk five minute you can do it that way as well yeah because it's the most important thing is that it's something that's realistic um and then i think i think in the longer bigger picture of things it would be we want to probably look at grains but we can look at that next time and so the thing that i think is probably going to help your energy most that you will dislike me for saying is probably sugar and caffeine no to be honest I'm more annoyed about the caffeine than the sugar yeah well, i know but well, i know i can go sugar with caffeine yeah, yeah right thanks thanks kev and you've uh you you've done many investigations into good quality caf- uh 
like decaf coffees and things. Oh, so. yeah, all the things. And with co- so with coffee, tell your brain, and this is genuinely what it would be, it would just be useful to experiment to know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like you might be someone that can have one nice coffee a day and that actually helps your energy and it really serves you. It serves your energy. It might be that having one or one and a half or two cups of coffee a day is actually robbing you of energy, mm-hmm. not giving it to you. So you have end up in this false economy and this false exchange. So that would just be useful to know. Mm-hmm. I've had clients that have removed coffee and then very quickly they've seen their periods massively improve. And I've had clients that removed coffee, didn't notice a thing. So I don't want to do it because I know you can't handle coffee. So I don't want to cut it out and then realize I can't have it anymore. This is for you exactly the same. <laughs> you're like, I don't want to cut it out because I know you're right, Kezia, and I'll feel better. And I don't want you to be right. That's that's true. Lies. I wasn't like that at all. I told you. Know you I told you what? Years. 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 I know. I know. Fine. I'm just also, being honest here. I think everybody listening will agree with me at some point that we all have a thing where like, I don't want to cut that out oh, because totally. I know fine well it's not good for me and I just don't want to know that for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. And to that, I'm the same with coffee. I'd be the same. I'm, I could easily go sugar cut sugar out tomorrow because I've done it so many times. I don't mm-hmm. need loads of sugar anyway. I know I don't feel great doing it easy, but I do really love the ritual of coffee. I like the smell of it. It feels like a treat without being super sugary. I also don't drink much alcohol. So like, it's like a, like I totally get it from a- Yeah, it's like a nice, it's a nice drink you can have during the day. Yeah, that's not- Well, I I can psych myself up for that one, Kez. Well, what I would do- That is not a no. It's a, uh, let me psych myself up for that one. And treat, tell your brain it's an experiment. This isn't forever. I'm not saying, Jess, you never you can never have coffee again for the rest of your life, which is kind of where your brain will go. Your brain's going to go to like, oh, yeah. oh my goodness, this is for, and when you start, your brain will be like, when am I going to drink coffee? This is never, like, no, let's just go with an experiment. Let's go with like three weeks with no coffee. And before you start, yeah. just, just look, <laughs> Teddy, three weeks. Um, the well, coming off of, you, you have two choices of how you can do it. Yeah, okay. Come off of caffeine completely, hardcore, or you can just not have coffee and maybe replace coffee with like a cup of tea in the morning or some green tea or something like that. So you're not actually getting rid of caffeine, you're getting rid of coffee, um, which will make it slightly easier because some people like me, so probably you, coming off cap, I I just feel grim for two days when I come off of caffeine completely. Yeah, yeah. Like brain, fog all the things I'm not I mean I really hate green tea with a passion so I don't yeah. not sure I like normal tea though I do like I do like normal tea just like an old grey breakfast tea that kind of thing okay. that might soften the blow a little bit maybe so you, yeah so maybe because again you, we want it to be realistic also if you're feeling absolutely shite for two or three days that can affect your you know your motivation to carry on yeah yeah I mean my kids need to survive it as well that's yeah. the reality so let's go with set it decide a day that you want to start tell your brain mm-hmm. this is an experiment this isn't forever you will drink coffee again it's really like it's okay um and between now and then maybe get some good, good decaf in the house and just like slowly have it like you know slowly go with that you could also Actually, no, I'd like you to have no coffee at all because there's other compounds in coffee that sometimes out with the caffeine that can irritate people. 
Head haircuts. I'll purchase some chicory stuff. Dandelion root coffee. I've got some actually in the house. You can try some when you're next over. Sounds awesome. I'll be right there. You know, a cup of lovely dandelion root coffee. Yummy. It's really good for your liver, though, actually, which will be great for your hormones. So I'm just saying. You know what? I will. In for a penny, in for a pound. If I'm having coffee, they may as well drink dandelion stuff. It's, seriously, it's really good. It's good for hormones. Dandel, everyone, dandelion root coffee or dandelion in your tea or nettle tea. Great for... I'm writing it down. I'm writing it down. Um, liver. Uh, really nice liver. I, I said to myself, after the whole ignoring you about wheat and dairy for several years shenanigans, that I wouldn't ignore you anymore. So I'm writing down dandelion root coffee because this is what's happened. Well, try some at my house when you're next here. And if you like it, I'll order you some from the same. You can get it from the same place. I'll send you the B complex too, um, where you get this supplement from. So thanks. Uh, and then, so coffee, work your way up. Let me know when you're going to start. Like okay. you're going to start the experiment, pick a time that feels realistic to do. We'll do, let's aim for three weeks. But if that doesn't genuinely doesn't feel realistic for you, that's totally fine. We can do two. It would be nice for you to get the longer, the better, because it'd be really good to have like a cycle with, mm-hmm. with you without coffee, just so we can see. Oh, that makes sense. If that makes any, it's not, it's not going to have like a dramatic impact in your cycle. I wouldn't expect but with some clients it has, um, but it should, after a couple of weeks, hopefully help your energy. Okay. Um, I do, I have, when I was doing my diary for this year, I have in the first, before April, I have earmarked some times for like, um, for want of a much better word, detoxy period of time. Nice. Because I spent a lot of Christmas toxing, so it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Just getting some more toxins in there. Nice. I'm really focused on the Chardonnay <laughs> and a good red. I don't think you're alone in that, Jess. I focused on um, fudge. Yes, good choice. What's the other thing I ate tons of? Oh, just chocolate. Yeah. I mean, I would like to express to people the shame of the food diary that I've sent to Kez because I realised that one of the days, basically every snack that day, I wrote mince pie. <laughs> I mean, obviously, a, I was obviously baking two. with spies that day. I mean, it was two. I don't think yeah, that was that bad. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um, so we talked about caffeine. The next thing, mm-hmm. this is probably going to be more of an immediate hit on your energy in a good way, would be sugar slash sweet things. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, you've done whole things and things like this before. The easiest way, I think, to structure this Mm. is to think about in a day having two servings of a sweet tasting food now do you include fruit in that yeah okay for the time being we can totally ramp that up um but i would say for like 10 days 10 to 14 days being quite strict with that just to almost change your palate and your habits. And because you've done, you've gone sugar-free before, this probably mm. won't be, take as long. When you first go sugar-free, it's often like, Ugh. Yeah. But once, like, now when I do it, I can, I don't, I can kind of get over, like, say over Christmas, eat more sugar. I can just have take a couple of days of pulling it back. And then my, it's almost like my palate returns to my normal. If Yeah, yeah. 
So for you, we kind of just need your palate to return to a bit of normal. So yeah. I'd like you to avoid refined sugar with the only caveat being dark chocolate, I think, because sometimes adding in dark chocolate can make things more realistic. Also, there's lots of well-documented benefits of the polyphenol content in dark chocolate, as long as you're having over 70%. There we go. There's another geeky best kind so as dark as you can get again i'm not talking like a whole bar but having some dark chocolate that but that would count as a sweet a sweeter tasting serve serve a serving of a sweet food if that makes sense so yeah yeah again we just want to do this for two weeks as in terms of being really boundaried with it if that makes yeah. sense and then we mm-hmm. can probably add in more fruit for sure because we all all know fruit is good for you so that might look like say you have a banana and some almond or peanut butter as a snack. And then in the evening, you have some squares of dark chocolate. That would be two servings of sweet food. If you had a banana, an apple, a naked bar, and dark chocolate, that would be four servings of sweet food. Yeah. We did taste gotcha. it. And would again, you include, would like a smoothie? So if I did a smoothie with like a banana, and that would, would that be? Yeah, that would count. A banana, well. some almond milk. And I don't know, some peanut butter or nut butter. Would that be one serving or two servings? One. Okay, cool. Because you've got, if you think about it, there's one piece of fruit in there. Yeah. I mean, clementines, they're tiny. So you could probably eat three of those and that would count as a, you know, like, mm. like one. Blue You're not talking like one out. grape. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. I'm just going to weigh my grape. As I said, I could have 10 grams worth of grape. No. It's so filling. Oh, I'm, th- I'm just, I'm so full everyone just this half a grape <laughs> i'm <laughs> laughing because this that is, is so not cas at all like here's yeah. your here's your allotted grape I'm just gonna lick lick it first <laughs> oh no oh so depressing but it's just i know sometimes if you say sugar-free that can feel really vague it can yeah. also people can tend to get really restrictive on it or really um, they can go sugar-free, but then literally eat punnets worth of strawberries, for example. And again, strawberries yeah. are great for you. So listeners, this isn't a, like, because bananas are going to make you fat or any stupidity like this. It's more about regulating your blood sugar. So whether yeah. you're getting fructose from strawberries or whether you're getting glucose from um, a boost bar or a chocolate bar, there's still sources of sugar. Yes, your fructose from a strawberry is so much better for you, then your glucose from a Mars bar, for example, but in terms of how it affects your blood, it, they still affect your blood sugar. So from an energy perspective, if you're struggling with energy, we want to regulate your blood sugar. The yeah. best way to do that is to play around with your intake of sweet tasting foods and to make it realistic and to make sure you're still getting some of the nice micronutrients within fruit. You know, we want you to have a couple of, so that's why I structure it as two servings of sweeter foods. And then we will, you can introduce more fruit and stuff in the long run. It's more yeah. just to get your palate under control or not under control, but to get your palate reset is a better way of saying it. Does that sound realistic? Yeah, I'm just, I'm literally writing down now just to look at my diary and schedule in um, when to do it. Because I mean, the one thing I learned from um, doing like Whole30 among a couple of things is actually planning it in is really important. Like, it's just, it's not sensible just to be like, I'm going to go sugar-free next week. You're just setting yourself up no. to fail. Well, yes, and then fail. if your daily habit is two hobnobs as a snack, what, like you mm-hmm. just not eating 
is not a great option. You you need to opt to think, oh, what am I going to replace it with? Like say at night mm-hmm. at the moment, you know, I had a client that had a giant chocolate buttons habit. Every night she'd sit down with a bag of giant chocolate buttons and just eat the whole thing. So it's like, well, we well, need to be my spirit animal. <laughs> no, like, and she would be like, quote unquote, super healthy throughout the day. And then in the evening, yeah. and it was partly because she was just under eating the rest of the day. So she was starving at night. Yeah. So body, it's a very logical response. So yeah. Blame or shame there. It's actually very logical. But we had to like replace it with stuff. So, like, just being like, I'm going to cut out sugar, not planning for it sets you up to fail. If you can plan a little bit and replace the foods that you're having. So, say at the moment you do have a Mars bar every day, you might want to replace that with like a naked bar, for example. Or say you are finishing off your Christmas Santa chocolate that's like cheap milk chocolate, you might want to finish that up, give that to someone, or just save it in the cupboard for another day and buy some dark chocolate. Like, I think that's. Better way to do it. So, okay, I feel like we've talked about a lot of things. So, I don't want to overload you with any more information. So, to summarize, mm-hmm. you're going to let me know which Dutch test you want me to order. So, we'll order one of those so you can send your P off in the post. Lucky you. And um, do I'll send you a B complex just to hopefully help boost, get a bit of a quick win when it comes to your energy because we know yeah, brilliant. your Bs were low. Digestive wise, bicarb test. And then let me know, and we might start you on a digestive enzyme because all this good food you're eating, we want to make sure you are digesting it. Mm-hmm. I suspect you are not all that well. Well, you obviously are because you're not dead, but you're not optimally. In case anybody was wondering, I am not dead. Yeah, just sometimes I say things <laughs> I'm like, oh, just you know, people are like, oh my God, Jessica's not digesting a thing. <laughs> I am, I am, I am. Yes, yeah, is- that's good. So I've written down send video of me burping to Kez. So I've yeah, written down. Or not burping. If you don't burp, you can sing me a song. So, <laughs> um, and then diet, looking at nutritional changes and dietary patterns, we want to run a caffeine experiment or coffee experiment, actually, is a better way of saying it. So we're not going to mm-hmm. ditch caffeine totally. We're going to ditch coffee mm-hmm. or ideally three weeks ideally four weeks but whatever you can manage would be a success so yeah I think what I'll do is um with that one in particular I've got a period of time coming up which is about seven days where I'll try and cut it right down like cold turkey and then because my problem is I've got a birthday and an anniversary coming up in the next two months you've got to be realistic yeah yeah so I might do a shorter break from it and then a longer break with a cycle in it yeah or like it like say with your anniversary you could always buy like some really nice decaf yeah, and that's not actually, yeah. Um, and just have that, that, that would be a good shout. It's so important to make things realistic. And then we talked about sugar and just reducing uh, your, you don't eat tons of refined sugar, but you do have, well, obviously it's been Christmas. So all of us, me included, have had more sugar than we normally would do. So we kind of just want to reset your palate with that. Yeah. I think yeah. that will, and again, as a quick win for your energy, dealing with sugar is always going to help. Does that sound okay? So why you need to go soon for the school run? Yes, and it's raining because it's three o'clock in Scotland. Yeah, uh, everybody knows. Everybody knows. Yeah, that sounds really good, actually. And some of them just sort of back up what I thought had a hunch of, and then other ones I'll just put my big girl pants on and do. Well, and let me know if you struggle with any of them in particular. Mm. Then we could always chat it through. Um, and don't feel like you have to do all of these tomorrow. You can go through like one at a time. Yeah. Okay. Great. And then, Thanks, Kezi. Very welcome. helpful and informative. Yeah. As always. 
Um, okay, and we will be back. I think we should probably do one in a month. Um, mm. Check in. We might not have your test results by then. Um, but like, I think probably if we do this once a month, then that would be helpful. Once a month until you're feeling better. <laughs> Great. Which isn't Stay quite tuned. the program I do with clients, but it mirrors it kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Stay tuned for more exciting adventures with what Jess has been eating. What Jess has been eating. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for listening, everyone. Um, let me know any questions you have. Thanks, Jess. And we will both catch up with you soon. Yeah. See you guys soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you haven't already, please head to iTunes and leave a review as I would be so grateful to get your feedback and it really helps me to reach more people. If you are interested in working with me, you know the first thing you need to do is head to keziahall.com forward slash book to book in your Zoom call. This is a really informal chat. We'll just chat through what the program's like, what you might need, what lab tests are going to help you best. Like you can just get all your questions asked. It's no like you're not committing to anything by having one of these calls. It's a really chilled, fun chat. I would love to speak with you as much as I love running this podcast. You know, it's always nice to have someone talk back. So if you're interested in working with me, I do have spaces. Head to keziahall.com forward slash book and we can chat soon. Otherwise, thank you for being here and I will see you next week.